0: Maximum Health with your host Dr. Ken Gray, with over 20 years in healthcare. Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing eastern and western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co- author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. We have Judy Weaver in the building. (laughs) Hi,
0: Dr. Ken. How are you?
1: Good. So you are the founder of Connected Warriors and you know, we were speaking off air and there's so much to talk about with this show because, um, you know, there's always this saying that we see all the time when we think of uh, uh, war atrocities or things that we feel has happened to us versus them or whatever. And, you know, and I I, I don't want to downplay this, but there's always a saying, never forget. Now, what that tells me is that there is a perception of what we should never forget Mm. and in this show I'd like to address the fact that we should never forget the people that serve on our behalf that's really what we should never forget and you taught me something extremely important was that a third of our population have actually served So
0: when we think, when I think about that, it's really, it's not the full third per se. It's the family members included with that. Got it. And there is a real understanding in the the military community that the family members are serving also. Mm, It's just they serve in a different way. Right.
1: So when you think about veterans, you know, you just think about the soldier, but there's actually the support system that goes into
0: Absolutely. There's yeah. twenty there's about twenty two million veterans right yeah, now. Right. And so when we add their closer family members, you add that to be about sixty to eighty million and that's where we mm-hmm. come up with the hundred million people. Right. That that is our potential demographic. We add to that because we also serve first responders, mm-hmm. you have about three million of first responders and retires retirees that we also can um, provide services for and their family members.
1: Now, when you look at the needs of veterans and these soldiers that go off and do these. Using the word, I think appropriately, is superhuman things. Right? Mm. They're they're these superheroes, yes, uh, that go off with you know they don't have capes and asses <laughs> on their chests, but they're they're going out to put their lives on the line um, for for whatever the causes at that time on our behalf. Now, that being said, when they come back, right. and let's talk about most recently integration back into civilian life after train, being trained to put your psyche into that space. What are some of the things you're seeing with this reintegration and what is the most recent that you can talk about?
0: So the, the biggest concern for our veterans when they are coming home is that they've lost their unit, their, their people, mm-hmm. their circle. Right, and that's what's so interesting in the military. The military, when you join, it is not just the people you work for, it's your family, it's your community, it's your educator, it is your friends. Everything 100% is encompassed in the military service. You have a purpose, you have a mission, and you are you clearly understand where you fit in all of that. When you leave service, you come back to the civilian world, it, it's a free-for-all, <laughs> right? We all have different lives, we have different jobs, we have different, different uh, uh Commitments, agendas, all of that, and so for a service member coming back out into the civilian world, it's like chaos. Mm-hmm. There's no structure. There's right. no clear chain of command. Right. There's no specific mission. If right. m- my mission now is I have to take the garbage out, mm. look at that in the in the service member's mind. To my mission was to provide freedom, mm. to provide you know opportunities for democracy. Whatever those, like you said, whatever the mm. purpose or the mission was at the time. Right. So that, on the scale, doesn't weigh correctly for a huge psychological
1: them. and conscious shift.
0: It, it really is. And not just that. Who do they talk to? Right. Because that's one of who the Who they talk biggest. to that's
1: going to understand. Correct. Because the wife or the parents or the right. children, and definitely. <laughs> right. And not, when
0: we yeah. look at what happened after Vietnam, that was probably the first time after a war that... The, the service member felt um, ashamed mm-hmm. to be because everything they were either called baby killers or they mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. it was like a negative right. to serve the country and to serve democracy as, as a whole right. so to speak in the in the freedoms we all have
1: and then you go from something so publicized and so visu- visual like Vietnam and then you fast forward to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That's almost like, did you even serve? Right? You were right. telling me, like, the, you know, that went away in a way, and then these soldiers return, and people don't even know, like, oh, you know, you're teenagers or your average person, like, we were at war. That's the question mark, question mark, right? So, how exactly. do you then cope with that? Almost being an, an invisible soldier.
0: Right. And, and that makes that really difficult. So mm. what happens is your circle of comfort zone, so to speak, or your security or safety zone gets smaller and smaller. Mm. And as, as you, may, you know, uh, trauma is held in the body. Right. So all of a sudden the body is the enemy. <clears throat> and right. how do you deal with the body, your physical body being the enemy right. it's it 's different coping mechanisms, and yes. none of them are good no <laughs> none and, of and, you, and know what that. is your
1: average coping mechanism before they find connected warriors, which is reconnecting warriors in a way right. I mean it, it, really and, is. it makes sense as to why you call your organization connected warriors because you 're reconnecting a hundred percent that that individual who with their warrior spirit in a way how, how do we live and and, and fight in a different way, fight every day to get up and to serve in a different way, right, in a beautiful way.
0: Yeah, and that is so true because they've become disconnected from themselves.
1: Right, right.
0: And and think about that. Um, Back in World War II, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a general, S.L.A. Marshall, and he came to the determination that maybe three out of every 10 soldiers are actually shooting their weapon
2: mm-hmm. in,
0: in combat. Right. So you fast forward to Vietnam, they figured that out, they concurred that that was happening. Yeah. <coughs> so our military um, started to train our soldiers in a different way, okay. allowing them to overcome what was not allowing them to shoot. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about you know, just the brain for a moment, um, we think of the right side being our emotional side. So they were really teaching the left side, right. left hemisphere, right. to do the job. And imagine that if you're taught that and you're in in service for quite a period of time and now you're out of service, now you're asking your right hemisphere to turn on immediately. Mm. It doesn't even know that it exists anymore. And I think that's compounded the issue. So for our young men and women coming back, they really were confused. Mm. Who do I even talk to? How do I talk to them? I don't even feel that emotion right now.
1: And and what are the typical... uh, coping mechanisms that your average soldier, soldier from your experience, will share with you that they come back and they got into before they find positive or enriching Substance
0: and addiction, um, self-medication, okay. extreme sports, right. extreme behavior. Right. Um, the it, It's really a problem. And it's not just a problem for our veterans. It's a problem with our active duty. Right. When you look at the statistics right now, and the, in the Sun Sentinel just this week, they had mm-hmm. the statistics of our active duty suicide
1: rates are astronomical. So it's wait, wait, so back up because mm-hmm. that means that one of those coping mechanisms are suicide. Correct. So taking that one's is, life.
0: That is a coping mechanism. Now, do I think that that's an intentional one? Um, I think that sometimes it's just they're in too much pain. Okay. They're physically in too much and pain. that's how it's,
1: they decided to cope with it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It becomes a method mm-hmm. to still mm-hmm. the thoughts. You know, in yoga, mm-hmm. we call that yoga chikitsa. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, all of that tra- that, that mind, the monkey
1: right. mind. Um, so then what when they find... You know your organization and you and what you've built over the last what 12 plus years right uh, what are some of the initial coping mechanisms that you try to now edge them into or introduce the, the veterans into
0: Really, just reconnecting to their physical body, and by that, the first primary one is uh, conscious breathing. Okay. You know, so I breath work. Breath work, yeah. absolutely. But it's very specific breath work. Mm. You know, breathing in and of itself is um, upregulating or downregulating to our nervous system. And these are men and women who are all upregulated. Okay. They're living in their hypervigilance because right. that's their comfort zone. All right. And so for us, we really focus on conscious breathing, which simply means I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out.
1: Now, now back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The other type of breathing, would that be the type that's more shallow?
0: Yeah, so when you look at the general population of the world right. at large, um, there's some determination that about 90% of the world population does not breathe properly. Okay. And if you've read the book James Nestor, he wrote it a couple years ago, it's called Breathe. Okay. He concluded that that the proper way a human being is supposed to breathe is in through the nose and out through the nose okay that is really the proper way of breathing and not just that then you want to breathe diaphragmically because that our breath controls our whole chemistry set Mm -hmm. and it uh, it helps us understand our nervous system you can start to feel your nervous system and that's Mm -hmm. really the whole goal of yoga Mm -hmm. is self-awareness
1: why in through the nose and out through the nose?
0: So the way. In, so what? I can understand why in, right? But why out?
1: Uh, yeah, because I was taught in. There's a lot of reasons. Number uh, <laughs> one, your help the little hairs in your nose and, and you know the tissue actually will prevent certain pathogens from making it, external pathogens from making mm-hmm. it deeper. Right, so it's like brushing the air, right, 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 um, flossing your nose. <laughs> yeah, fl- yeah, flossing the air through your nose. Uh, the other thing is in cold weather, uh, th- through the nose will warm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Two, if you are in a situation where you're like forest bathing or
2: taking <laughs> ion,
1: you're getting it into the brain, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting closer to the brain. Um, now, in yoga, a lot of the people teach you, however. When you breathe out, it's out through the mouth and then there's the lion breath and Lion's all these different breath, yeah, right. and all these different breathing practices that involve actually the mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Absolutely. So, so I'm wondering where the in-through-nose and out through the nose comes in.
0: So the best oxygen CO two exchange in the body is in and out of the nose.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That, that's what James Nestor proved. Okay. He start, The book is fascinating. He starts out from an anthropological study mm-hmm. of the human and mm-hmm. how we have evolved. Okay. And in our evolution, bringing in speech, yep. bringing in um, fire, which created us to kill animals, yes. to cook them and eat yep. them. And, yep. and, and to do all those processes created a different face, created a different shape mm-hmm. of our sinuses and, mm. and, and, and decreased the size of our sinuses so that now, even more so, it's important to figure out how to breathe in and out of your nose. Now pranayama, which is what you're talking about, is multiple different breathing practices and they all have a different purpose. Not everything about pranayama is about breathing in and out of your nose. In fact, you said several aspects or several uh, practices are about through your mouth, but those have specific purposes. There's an intention. All pranayama is doing is teaching an individual how to breathe in a controlled manner that may be strange and weird so that you can bring your natural breath to its in and out of the nose diaphragmatically without effort.
1: And there's also exercises which involve um, alternating breath with the nostrils. Absolutely. In order Alter- to sort of bring that breath to certain hemispheres of the brain.
0: Absolutely. Okay. And so there's the traditional, we call this onoloma veloma, which is traditional alternate nostril breathing. Start in your right, end in your left, and you transition back and forth. You have pauses, all of that. Mm-hmm. What we use is Yogi um, uh, uh, Nadi Shadona. So that is... In through the left, to start with, you alternate, and then final breath is out through the left because the left side is our parasympathetic side, Mm -hmm. and our right side is our sympathetic. So upregulation on the right side, downregulation on the left, or you can also think of it as this way, inhaling is upregulating your nervous system, exhaling is downregulating your nervous system.
1: So this seems like this in particular, besides all the other things we haven't gotten into that you offer through your programs, Is essential to the initial harmonization or balance, rebalancing of the hemispheres of the brain, which we talked about earlier in the show. Veterans have this, you know, hyper focus on one hemisphere of the brain versus the other and that's why when they come back into the community at large mm-hmm. they have problems reintegrating. Absolutely. And so that's the exactly what breath work it. is a great place to start.
0: It is and and what I see in a lot of other programs is they do more um, more of the intensive breath work, which is is appropriate as long as there's a mental health clinician. Mm-hmm. Because again, coming back to understanding that some of this breath work um Practices are very upregulating. Mm-hmm. If you take an individual who's already lives in their hypervigilance and you upregulate them e- even more, now they're really up mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and they still haven't learned how to downregulate. Gotcha. You may have the opposite side, those are hypo aroused, right? So mm-hmm. they're so downregulated, right. they can't get off the couch. And so they might benefit from learning how to upregulate themselves. At the end of the day, yoga is about truly, and I created an acronym, because imagine going into the military and say, okay, practice yoga. They're Mm. like, I'm not practicing yoga. So it's your own growth and awareness, because the military loves acronyms.
1: Your own growth, growth and M-m-m-s- awareness, Y-O-G-A, yoga. yoga.
0: that's yoga. all that we're doing here. And if you can take that out of it, it takes the stigma down. Mm-hmm. And then I say other things like, well, you know, I could, I could really kick your, you know, your tushy, yeah. um, hold plank this long, see right. how that goes. And in yeah. fact, it's interesting, the Navy just um, changed their sit-up requirement for their PT to forearm plank for mm-hmm. a minute instead of two and a half minutes of sit-ups. Mm-hmm. And the army changed uh, one of their PT requirements to a two and a half minute straight arm plank hold. Mm. So, you know, we're seeing slow changes in integration of more of a full body connection. And at, at the end of the day, that's pretty much what my, my, my whole premise is. We are a biomachine. machine. Yeah. We're having this human um, you know Experience, interaction yep, we're mm-hmm. an energetic being mm-hmm. and how do we best manage this machine yeah.
1: and maintain it
0: and that's it and yeah. you know I look at people and they take better care of their cars than mm. they do themselves absolutely and that to me just blows my mind
1: yeah
0: um, you have this container, if we treated
1: our cars like we treat our bodies would never you know we right exactly
0: yeah. and you know and this now this whole issue that I'm so glad from the pandemic perspective that yeah. mental health is in, in the forefront It's on the table. It was always a stigma. But it doesn't make sense to me because it's body-mind. They're not two separate entities. They are all still together. And you've got to take care of both sides, the physical health and mental health, because you can't have physical health without mental health and vice versa.
1: And I think, you know, going back to just yoga in general, what I tell my patients to help them engage with it and to find the value in it, because so many people believe that their fitness is purely about being toned or that you know hardness um, that we tend to see and what I explained to them is if you are too toned or too stiff you break when you're flexible you bend so as we get older it's essential to learn or as we mature not older because we all need this at every age so maturity brings this idea that we should be more flexible of mind and body. And yoga is a great way of doing that, helping us achieve that. Um, you know, there's ballet. There's all sorts of other things. Absolutely. Dance and all of this, um, which I try to also do and encourage my patients uh, because sometimes you know you never know what's going to stick, what's going to get them to engage in flexibility of mind and body, Absolutely. so we don't break.
0: <laughs> right, but I also think that so the other important key is uh, the bilateral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I was adopted when I was six months old. I was born in South Korea, mm-hmm. right after the Korean War, and I w- grew up in L.A. by uh, my my family's white. And they adopted me. Mm-hmm. So I came, but they were also professional dancers. And now as I look back in my life, mm-hmm. I'm 62 now, but I look back in those early years, it saved my life. Mm. Ballet saved my yeah. life. Yeah. I was born, uh, anxiety, I was born with probably PTS. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. And I still have some of those side effects and the tendencies and symptoms or whatever you want to call it. But I'm now aware, so much more aware. And I didn't mm. come to yoga till I was in my early thirties. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was a different um, path. But the bilateral stimulation is really the key, and that can be done asymmetrically, lifting your right arm, keeping your left arm down, Mm -hmm. crossing your midline. Mm -hmm. What I have found the most value, at least in our protocol, and our protocols are evidence-based clinical studies, is the literal of twisting your torso gaze is so important as we know and staying twisted to your left but inhaling coming back to center exhale there mm. and then inhale and wine to me it's all about synchronization the literal synchronization of breath right. movement and conscious thought right.
1: um, you know looking at besides yoga what are you, what else you offer and, and it was funny because when you were i was bringing me back before we get into that the other offerings but Dance Dance. and singing are two areas where you learn diaphragm-based breathing. You're breathing from your diaphragm. Why in dance? Because everything, all movement comes from your core. So your oxygen is what stabilizes your core, and then you move that energy from there. Singing, same thing. Um, So if you have either of those in your early years, it does help you to maintain that throughout the later years, which is nice.
0: 100 yeah. percent. I look my father, he was in World War II, he was second day yeah. Normandy, and he, as a professional dancer, he passed when he was 94, mm-hmm. but what I saw was that, you know, yes, he probably had uh, nightmares from mm-hmm. war, but not to the extent I've seen other veterans. And mm-hmm. I can only attribute that to his dance. Okay. Not only that, as he aged, he was his core strength was crazy strong, yeah. even yeah. though his legs gave out. Right. The core, core was, was amazingly strong.
1: So, with Connected Warriors Behavioral Health Treatment. Um, what, what else do you offer in the treatment?
0: So yeah. in that we provide very traditional uh, mm-hmm. mental health uh, treatment, outpatient mm-hmm. behavioral health therapy, mm-hmm. individual evaluations. Mm-hmm. We provide group, uh, family, and um, marriage counseling. And uh, these
1: are by MDs, clinical psychologists? By, by,
0: uh, yes, licensed clinical social workers, mm-hmm. uh, master level and above mm-hmm. uh, clinicians,
1: yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so very diverse. Uh, all levels of care.
0: Um, all levels of outpatient care. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we. But what we are so good at is our clinicians is to know when to refer out, mm-hmm. because we do understand our limitations. We are outpatient. We have um, a little bit of substance and abuse um, as far as the the. Group therapy, mm-hmm. but not we're not trying to be a full uh, mental health clinical care. Tell
1: me about some of these groups because I've heard you do a lot of international groups as well.
0: Yes, so <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so how
1: we met. Um, shout out to our friend Esther. Yes, <laughs> yes, love <laughs> Esther.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I believe, um, Connector Warriors, we've been fortunate to be in active duty military installations. And we were in Afghanistan, Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar. Um, We've been in um, South Korea. We just had a deployment in uh, the USS Higgins to Japan. But because my personal, um, extended family are all Jewish mm-hmm. and I'm we're in Boga. There's a huge Jewish population. Mm-hmm. So I was connected with a group out of Israel mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to work with uh, this group, it's Florida based, but to bring um Connected Warriors protocols as their basic platform to what's happening for our israeli so for the israeli soldiers mm-hmm. because this is a country where everybody serves and i had thought years ago that they probably have pretty low pts rates S- I have found out that is completely wrong and their rates are probably the same as everywhere else, maybe even a little higher because they're dealing with battles in their land Mm -hmm. where they live, in their communities. Which is very similar to first responders. First responders are quite different than our active duty here. So um, our active duty fight in other countries. First responders are dealing with their own literal community 24-7, 365. Mm -hmm. So with Israel, we're really excited to be the basically the platform, the educational platform, as we bring this to Israel, and it's um, it's very exciting. I plan to uh, go there next year.
1: Beautiful. How did they respond?
0: Oh, they're they're thrilled. They yeah. just had we ha- just had a group here. From Israel, we have an active duty commander, and he is uh, never thought he would practice yoga, let think about uh, providing it to <laughs> his soldiers. Right. The other cool thing that we're involved in is there's a Navy ship called the Comfort, mm-hmm. and its job is to go throughout the world and to bring medical care to uh, local population as well as to the base that we're that may be there. And they've just approved yoga, so uh, we have um, I believe I'll be going, but a retired colonel. Uh, Dewey Turner. Um, she just is recently retiring from the Air Force. We're bringing yoga mm. to our uh, first place is Cartagena, so I'm thrilled about that.
1: These are these are game cha- game changing strides. I mean, yoga is a moving meditation. So this mental health and learning to move through life in this balanced form is is tremendous. It you is. know, for me, um, I, I I do yoga, I, I do Tai Chi, and I you know, Tai Chi is not as easy I think for people to assimilate because of its forms and the you know the repeti- you have to memorize on in a way before you can actually do it. Whereas yoga, you can follow in a class, and it's um, definitely a little bit more digestible for mm-hmm. most people. But I def- I, I'm i excited that it's being offered in all these different facets and being seen in such a great way. Thanks to you, Judy Weaver, founder of Connected Warriors. How do people find you?
0: They can find us on the website, connectedwarriors.org, or they can call us at 954-278-3764. We're mm-hmm. also on Facebook and Instagram under mm-hmm. Connected Warriors. Yeah.
1: The other thing, too, is we, we need to remember that it's not just the, the actual veterans, it's their families. And um, and doing things like this together as a family can be enriching and healing, deeper, you know, more oh, than we know.
0: Absolutely. One of our best programs was out at Hickam mm-hmm. in Hawaii was the um, Air Force, uh, the pilots in, in – how, how do they call it? Uh, the pilots in, in – uh, children mm-hmm. the program so they mm-hmm. had daddy and me it oh, was perfect. mostly because they were mostly male yeah. pilots so yeah so, so important it was really fun and yeah. and both the kids and the pilots really enjoyed it great so
1: thank you miss weaver this thank you Dr. amazing Ken. and uh if uh, i really urge you all to become connected with connected warriors uh, this has been another maximum health brought to you in part by Val Health. Uh, please download that uh, today if you haven't. It's got some great mental health options, some yoga videos, talks about diet and, and uh, supplements and all sorts of things It'll keep you on track and allow you to track your health and well-being. Val Health today.